Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Mikey Meatball Stimlin with the knobs, baby face Joel Solomon is producing this disaster of a show. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlor kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? We got another Thursday night thriller tonight. Actually, this one's supposed to be good. We'll get into that in a minute. San Francisco at Seattle. It was supposed to be a fun one. I don't know. Two teams may be going in different directions. We'll discuss that in a bit. And at length, we also have seven bowl games, including the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl this weekend, LA Bowl, labowl.sofistadium.com. Go there. Tickets for as cheap as $30. You get to see this new state-of-the-art stadium, and you get to see Washington State and Fresno State. We're going to analyze that. I want to promote our contest, extrapoints.com slash arcade. We have the pick'em contest, 100 bucks up for grabs. We have the prop quiz contest, gold cap up for grabs. And most importantly, we are going to Vegas, Harry. January 8th, January 9th, watch parties at Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. Go there. It's free. Check it out. We're going to be there for four hours. I don't know. Actually, all day, right, Bri? Sunday? All day. day. 10 to 4.30. That's week 18. Brian's Raiders are actually home for the Chiefs, and uh, he, you don't even want to go. You want to watch with us in a, in a bar. Well, in a look, club. if we didn't choke away the last game, and if we had a shot, I think we would have maybe thought it, changed it up, and maybe went to this game. But now we are, we are definitely not going. Sorry, right? Sorry, we're Raiders. not going. Good no. for you. Uh, no. Part two of that is going to be January 9th, Monday night National Football Championship game. Georgia could be Georgia, could be Michigan, could be TCU. Who's the other team that made it, Harry? Oh, Ohio State. Going to be fun. Uh, Megan Galley is performing on the 8th at night. Lots going on. So just come there. Check us out that weekend. Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. Now, San Francisco, Seattle. Let's get into it, Harry. Minus three, 43 and a half. You love, love buying the points. I think you're the only one of us on Seattle. Has this buying the points thing um has it panned out at all over the a couple times games? over the a couple times couple a time or two uh, during the uh, football Which season? One? Uh, not, not can't remember. All. <laughs> so many winners. When, listen, when you're, when you're seventy five games over five hundred the last two years, it's hard to remember well, all these games. I you know? guess if you're buying minus one forties for a half a point and a full point, that that helps your seventy five. Well, I don't know if what it would have been, but God, you have Seattle and you're buying a half point. I am buying it. I think this could be huge. Buying it to plus three and a half at minus one twenty nine. Um, and this is one of these games, right, guys? National TV. Seattle couldn't stop Carolina last week to save their playoff hope, hoping hope lives. Whoa. Gino had two picks. They had no running game with K9 at all. San Francisco looked flawless and beating the Brady and the Bucks. The whole world is falling has falling in love with Brock Purdy. It all seems too good for San Francisco, except Debo did go down last week. He won't be there. That's a weapon Brock would definitely need in his first road game. It's going to be a little tougher than most people think. I think uh, the 12th man rises up. Uncle Pete has some tricks up his sleeve. Whoa. And a little sprinkle maybe of Seattle money line too, guys, because Seattle since 2008 has lost three straight home games <laughs> one time. 
one time since 2008. They're on the verge of doing it on Thursday, uh, tonight. So I'm telling you, Seattle puts a three and a half. <laughs> All Take over it. the place. He's sprinkling the money line, but also buying the other side of the three yeah. because he needs that. You need that in case. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I actually, Harry, I would normally love the Seahawks here. Like you're explaining, mm-hmm. buy low on them, sell high on the 49ers. Uh, but I did pick Seattle to be my December slide team. I think it was like last Tuesday or something. Plus three forty, as Brother Bry pointed out, to not. So this is our playoffs. bookie from from college. This is a hotter special. Hotter special. Is it really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, where Going is he now? Way. It didn't work out. He went the <laughs> other way. He might have gone the other way too. Uh, but you're right, Harry. There's a decent chance the 12th man is too much for Brock Purdy to handle. But I think this is a very simple game plan for him. Hand the ball off. Seattle's run defense fell apart. We saw what had happened against the Panthers. They ran at will over them. The 49ers are a top 10 rush offense, 209 versus Tampa Bay. And, you know, the defense is stout, as you pointed out, eight and a half points per game over the last four, tied for second best. With 14 interceptions, I know Bry has something for us there uh, later on. It bodes well for recently shaky uh, Geno Smith. You know, you could look at it like the Seahawks need it more. I think San Francisco, you know, or San Francisco holds back a little, but I think they win this. They want to clinch the division, get it over with. Uh, five and one against the spread in the last six games. 26-19 final, slightly over. Brother Bry, you like the 49ers as well. Yeah, I like the 49ers. Look, I had some reservations. I mean, everything Harry brought up is correct. Um, You know, you go short week, Seattle home, Samuel hurt. um, But I just couldn't take them. Like you said, they've been awful defensively just three weeks ago, right? They gave up 230 rushing yards to Jacobs. They gave up 220 yards rushing last week to the Panthers. And they struggled against the Rams, right? We saw Akers perform pretty well in that game, and he's been terrible. You know, they struggled against Wofford. They were actually, I will say, they were lucky to win that game. You know, mm-hmm. they've lost two straight home games. I think early in the season, maybe this just a little bit of a mirage for this team. Current version of the Seahawks, maybe more uh, the real version. 49ers, they'll have won six straight, covered four straight. I just mm-hmm. don't think the Seahawks will have answers defensively for them. And, and and again, we've seen how good the 49ers have been defensively, especially in the second half. That's something I should look at too. Is a is a San Francisco second half. Line. Look at it. Take a look while the parlay kid gushes about the 49ers like the rest of us, and uh, we'll see. What do you like, parlay kid? Yeah, I like the 49ers here, Sal. Because you know what? I think if you really look at like the Panthers game last week against the Seahawks, the Panthers aren't uh, nearly as good as the 49ers, but they kind of resemble them in a way, right? Like mm-hmm. he didn't get a big performance at a, at a Darnold. He did what he had to do in that game. And they ran the heck out of the ball. Uh, and defensively, they kind of, you know, a San Francisco light maybe on the defensive side of the ball, the Panthers. So I think what you saw in that Panthers game and the, the hard time they gave Seattle, I just think the 49ers are an upgraded version of the Panthers mm-hmm. really in this situation. Uh, to me, they're the, the scariest team in football, at least in the NFC right now. Uh, we talk about it all the time, Sal. Uh, that's the one team we want to avoid the, as a Cowboys fan. Oh, yeah. We want to avoid them in the playoffs above all others. Purdy showed he's uh, more than capable of, of of throwing the ball if he has to. But the 49ers defense has been rock solid for I don't know how many games now. And their offense... Uh, it almost doesn't really matter who runs the ball, but with McCaffrey and uh, a collection of anybody else on that team, they're going to run the ball well against this team. Seattle will probably try to stack the box to stop the run. 
But Purdy will loose, I think will be good enough to loosen the defense up. 49ers, uh, you know, I don't think there's any Shanahan is not a, a, a coach that lets his team rest on its laurels. I know mm-hmm. this game probably means more to Seattle than it does the 49ers in a way. Um, but Shanahan's not gonna let this team rest. They win this game, Sal, uh, quite comfortably. Yeah, and you know, I, I think like the fans could make a difference, whatever. This is a big, this is a bigger game for Seattle, like you said, Paul like Kid. But is it asking a lot? I know this is a terrible way to handicap games for a, a good team, potentially a great team, to cover a three-point spread against right. the average team, maybe, maybe falling fast. Right. I don't know. I just don't think they're the same without Kenneth Walker in there and banged up on the offensive line and stuff like that. And Geno Smith coming down to earth, not, not throwing close to 80%. That's for sure. So, all right, three of us take San Francisco. Harry is on Seattle, sprinkle the money line, but don't you dare take the three, stay away from the three. The three is the bad number here. You got to go yeah. at least three and a half, 27, 24, 27, 24. <laughs> it seems like I don't, know who wins. Okay. I don't know who wins 27, 24. All right. Okay. So mm-hmm. watch, watch where you sprinkle then because Harry's not sure who wins, but 27, 24. Hey, let's take a quick break. And then we'll talk props and, Oh God. First touchdown score. Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesar's rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code Omaha Full and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, You'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit, $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call one 800 bets off Louisiana call 1-877-770-STOP. License through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, let's do it. Let's get into these props. You know, I got on Harry's case. I think it was Harry. He took a kicker to score over their points or over field goals a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And, you know, Loser. the truth is you really do. You have to get lucky that the field goal kicker is going to see the field, right? It's such a small sample size, right? It's somewhere between zero and probably five field goal attempts. Right. And it's hard to handicap except that Robbie Gould has had two or more field goal attempts in six of his last eight games. He's made two or more in four of his last six and Shanahan. I looked at this only gone for it on fourth down 14 times this year, which is 21st in the league. I think he's going to be happy or content at least to rack up the threes here. Robbie Gould over one and a half field goals made minus one Oh nine. Uh, Harry and Bry have some Geno Smith props. Harry, you go first. Yeah, I'm going to take Geno Smith over 16 and a half yards rushing, minus 117. He averages five yards a carry. May have to improvise plenty against San Francisco's rush defense. Very mobile still at 32 years old. In fact, he's rushed for 20 or more yards in five of his last six games, six of his last eight overall. Geno Smith over 16 and a half rushing yards. Maybe get that in the first half. All right. That might be good. And, you know, these are not mutually exclusive. Geno Smith could be running for his life and break one, and he right. could also throw an interception, Bri, which I, I like this. Uh, what's the odds on a Geno interception? Yeah, it's minus 135. I thought it was going to be higher. Um, I, I was also looking at McCaffrey over rushing yards, right, just because based on what we saw the Seahawks the last couple of weeks, I think it's only 79 and a half for McCaffrey. But never mm-hmm. know if they'll limit his carries. But anyway, Geno has thrown four interceptions in his last three games has an interception in four of his last five games. He's definitely been more reckless with the ball as he's trying to make plays downfield. And, you know, the thing, the funny thing was I thought in that Rams game, he could have been, been picked off like three or four times just on like that last drive yeah, to win the game. And even, even, um, you know, last week I thought too, against the Panthers, he got lucky to not have more uh, than two, but you know, with the 49ers pass rush, Pass rush. Oh, you did it. You did a Collins pass rush. There. You know, it's funny. I was listening to the pod uh, today <laughs> and I heard you guys say the pass rush. Pass rush. Now it's that's actually not, not, pass not easy to uh, avoid. Well, now I'm always going to say it, though. <laughs> yeah, of course. Now I'm always going to say it. But with you're that pass rush, uh, they're going to make him have a couple bad throws. And like you were saying, they have 14, the 49ers defense, 14 interceptions on the year. They're second in the NFL. Um, so yeah, I, I love this. I thought it'd be more like minus 160, minus 170. So I think it's kind of a good deal here. Defense travels parlay kid. I think, and especially like for a three day rest kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe we should have looked into this, but, uh, anyway, I do, I do have the game going slightly over. You have a Geno Smith prop as well. Again, he could go over completions. They could be, uh, far behind and he could throw an interception and he could rush for, uh, over 16 and a half. Right. I kind of like this. Right. And that's what I'm thinking here. I think that I could see the Seahawks playing a lot of this game from behind and Gino having the throw. And that's really not a bad uh, situation for the Seahawks because he has been very good this year. He's been very accurate. So in five of his last six games, he's gone over this number uh, more than 21 and a half completions. In fact, only in the Carolina game 
in his hmm. last six did he not go over, and he was at 21 uh, in that game. So he's always – really, he averages 23-and-a-half completions uh, for the season. So getting uh, you know uh, even money odds here for a guy that does average two, two more than this number per game for the mm-hmm. season and has gone over that five out of his last six games, been very accurate for the most part for most of the season. Really, the only – the Carolina game was where his accuracy – Kind of stumbled, but I'm betting that he does have a semi of a bounce back game here. I don't think, again, they're going to be playing from behind. A lot of opportunities to throw over completions, plus 100 here, 21 and a half. Let's go. All right. Geno mania. Wow. Is there just going to be a Geno cam for all of us? I think they should do it. Yeah. Get in on that. Let's just hope that uh, the uh, same thing doesn't happen to uh, Geno as it did with uh, Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we. I mean, yes, would be we, don't, we don't ever wish uh, <laughs> horrific injuries on anybody. I thought that went without oh, saying. Just a problem yeah, okay. be done. Oh, I see. Oh, I got yeah. you. Yeah, you don't care. <laughs> Harry has yeah. no feelings. Yeah. All right. Uh, first touchdown score. Now, I said to you guys, because we've been so unsuccessful with these, and Brian, you pointed out that who the hell scored for the Patriots? Was it a Jones or was well, it a Jones? Harris? You had Jones Kevin and Harris. Harris. It was Jones right. and a Harris, and it wasn't Mac Jones. Or Damian Harris. Or Damian right. Harris. Right. I mean, what are the odds of that? That's why I said we might as well. You should be able to just bet last names. A bit. Yeah, this if they just had odds for da- Jones and Harris's, those guys yeah. would be like fifth or sixth Definitely. probably in the game. I don't know, somewhere in there. But anyway, I, I brought it up to you guys. I said, look, we're so bad on this. Harry, what, you've hit six of these? And yeah. We've done how many now? So this is week, and we started week two-ish, kind of one and a half-ish. So this is week 15 I mean, we've done probably about 28 or 29 of these. Harry, you hit six. I hit, you got two. I have two only. Um, and the and the brothers have none. Brother Brian, uh, Parley Kid have none. So I so said bad. we could abandon so this. Bad. But I want to give our listeners an, a long shot pick. Should we bet like that it goes to overtime, that there's a safety, something like that? And guess what? We just all went back to the first touch. <laughs> we did. I got to hit one, give up. Sal. Don't want to give up. I know. I get it. I get it. All right. Let's hit. We got to get one for Brother Brian. We got to get one for Parley Kid. And then we'll be done. I do like the playoff version of this, what we do with just the, uh, you know, just uh, we do this and we rack them up and we add them up. It is sort of lucky. It's all lucky. Uh, we were very lucky last year. Who's going to get lucky tonight? McCaffrey plus 275. <laughs> Terrible odds to score first, but I get it. He can catch it. He can run it. He's right there by the goal line. Metcalf and Lockett, seven to one. Those are the top three. Um, I'm going to go Kittle plus 850. Not a ton of good trends to support this. He hasn't scored since that Monday night game against Arizona about three weeks ago. Uh, He only has four touchdowns on the year. Purdy, though, has recognized and targeted more from the first week to uh, last week. Five targets last week. I think one will come in the red zone and early. For red zone targets, it's Ayuk and Samuel with 12, and Kittle has eight. No Samuel this game. Kittle maybe becomes more valuable, I think, plus 850 is worth a look. Uh, Brother Bry, I kind of like this. Brock Purdy, get the crowd, uh, shut the crowd up if he runs it in, right? Yeah, Purdy at 16 to 1. Look, we haven't seen Purdy run a ton, right, so far, but we do know based on his college career, he has the ability to run. He does move well. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we saw last week, right? Even uh, we saw last week in the, in the game that he had to, he ran for a short touchdown. Um, I know we want long shots here and he, he is one of the long shots that I feel actually has a legit, a legit shot. I mean, some of these other guys, I mean, what we've seen recently, 
are guys that, you know, don't even have odds or the odds, you know, just come up or they're, they're a backup of a backup here. So I think pretty legit shot here to, to run one in six. All right. Harry, you have Disley, the Seattle tight end. I have, uh, I mean, this, I have Kittle. So this yep. almost guarantees that like a four string tight end no one's <laughs> heard of is going to score first, but 18 to one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a shot here. Disley, he's overdue for a touchdown. Duh. He, he did have the first touchdown of the game uh, in week one versus Denver on a Monday night. He also had the first touchdown of the game versus Detroit earlier this year. Had Seattle's first touchdown of the game earlier versus Atlanta this year. So he's he's hmm. getting touchdowns early when he does score. Disley, 18 to 1. Let's give it a shot. All right. And Parley Kid, uh, this will this is essentially Debo's replacement, Jennings, right? Right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking with uh Jawan Jennings here at 12 to 1. Uh that uh, replacing Debo, not that he was finding the end zone through the air uh often. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, th- we saw signs of Jennings, like, coming on uh, as of late until, basically, Jimmy G went down. And now his game has also faltered. But uh, somebody's going to have to step up for Debo, and it looks like it's going to have to be Jennings. So at 12-1, to 1, let's take him. Uh, let's ride with that. I would like – what i like to see with these first touchdowns, Sal, is i like to see about 10 players listed. And let's mm-hmm. have a field. Like, give me five to one on the field or something. It doesn't have to be crazy. Yeah, that's true. But just give me a field play. Ten, the 10 top, and then give me a field. Right? The like, Parlay Kid me wants a field play. There you go. I like it. I think so. I like it. I think so. Yeah, so you have, uh, the, you have the two running backs. You have two receivers on both sides, right? You have a tight end on both sides. And then I guess both quarterbacks. Is that it? Or, you know, you could go both defense. I don't, you know, right. maybe the defenses. Right. I don't know. All right. All right. But there you go. Give me a field. Uh, I would like, I would love to see it. Give me five to one. I don't need anything crazy. The parlor kid just wants five to one. Is that asking too much, Caesars? I, I'm no, looking back. Not. He hasn't, he hasn't really asked for much in the past. So that'd be a nice little Christmas gift. Five to one. He needs to hit one of these for God's sakes. Come through, Jennings. All right, let's go Saturday. Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, not the only bowl on the slate. There are seven. By the way, there's this FCS. Brian, you want to talk FCS for a second? Bad beat in that uh, Holy Cross. Was it South Dakota State? Oh, yeah. North Dakota oh, State. yeah South, South Dakota, Dakota State. State. Yeah. They passed yeah. on fourth and nine. It was tied. The spread was, it was tied with what, 10 minutes left? And tied, uh, tied with 10 minutes left. The spread with uh, Holy 18? Cross was getting 19. Jesus. Right? This would have yeah. been, been ideal. Ideal if Simmons and House were at this game yeah. and actually bet the 19. Oh, How great. Because right. Simmons talked about like they, yes. they wanted to go to this game, right? Everything was, it was too on far a... from the airport and everything. Right. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. get the touchdown, right? And then um, they score again with a few minutes left. And then. Um, yeah, like Holy fourth and four, six. Holy they Cross go for four it, right? out. I, well, yeah. I, Holy Cross goes four and out. And then I think it was, it might have been. I can't remember. I think it was third down, right? So third and long, and they oh, when they went, when they scored. Yeah, yeah. No, they. they I thought they threw down. on fourth. Bro, you could I be. Really you did. could be right. You yeah, because right. they had they a chance kept... to kick a field yeah. goal, and they you didn't. Might, you, yeah, you might be right. It was yeah. part of a uh, SVP had it on his bad beats. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was, just in general, that getting to twenty-one points here. I mean, imagine right. that. You're like, oh man. Holy Cross could win this game, not let Bizarre. alone the 19 points. And that kid was running like crazy. What was his, uh, uh, Sluka? Is that his name? He was, he was a great running quarterback. And yeah. then they just started passing. Anyway, we spent a lot of time on FCS. South Dakota State expected to win it all, plus 150. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's I'm in- looking for a money line parlay there. The only five and a half point favorite over Montana State, Montana North State, Dakota yeah. State, nine and a half yeah. over Incarnate Ward. I might just Ward. take, um, yeah, it's funny how Incarnate Ward, uh, how they 
became good in football pretty yeah. quick. Um, right. yeah. I'll, prob- I'll probably money line parlay South Dakota yeah. State and North Dakota State. All right. I Keep us, so. uh, but maybe you'll, uh, maybe it'll be in your sharp tank. Oh no. Well, so some of these games are Friday. The North Dakota state games Friday. All right. So we'll check it out. We've spent, you know, it's bad when people are like, Oh, talk about the Jimmy Kimmel ball already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's one of seven bowls, Fresno state, Washington state. The bulldogs are a three point favorite. We had Ryan leaf on uh, a couple days ago, the Washington state alum. He told us to take his team, the Cougars and the points, but I don't feel his heart was in it. I really don't. Also, Bulldogs are red hot. Uh, Jake Hayner, impressive versus Boise State. He um, they won by two touchdowns. He has over 2,600 yards, 18 touchdowns, three interceptions, and missed a bunch of games. Defensively, they've held opponents, Fresno has, to 16 or fewer in six of the last eight. No college team has begun with a one and four record and ended up with a 10 win season, and Fresno is poised to do so. This well, they will do so, I believe, after winning their fourth straight bowl game. The Mountain West wins the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl for the second year in a row. 30 to 19, it goes under 54. Now, uh, Brian, like I said, seven other games. I think that Cincinnati game is very early. That might be like 8 a.m. on the uh, West Coast. Is that right? I think so, right? Saturday. I think that game is that game's at Fenway, right, too? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's yeah. a fun one. Yeah, Cincinnati, Louisville. So I'm taking Cincinnati um, getting... One and a half. I mean, have we seen have we seen this before? The coach leaving one team is now coaching against his former team in the same year, right? Satterfield going right. over to Cincinnati. I mean, look, Crazy. if there's ever a time for a coach that he should win a game, right? It mm-hmm. is this one, right? You essentially know <laughs> you essentially know the whole program, everything they are going to run. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Louisville actually does to try and combat that. Mm-hmm. But also Louisville's missing, you know, their their best player, Malik Cunningham, the quarterback, is not playing right. in this one. He's 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 declaring for the draft. Um, so I think between those two things, right? Satterfield coming over, knowing the whole Louisville team, and then the quarterback just not playing, just huge advantages for Cincinnati here. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna take the plus one and a half. All right. That's a fun one. Or you like you said at Finway, our parlay kid, BYU. They usually do well in these bowl games. Yeah, that's why uh, I'm jumping on BYU, right? We always like them in bowl games. The only thing that uh, scares me off here is they have an excellent quarterback who in the last game uh, has a uh, hurt his ankle and uh, is questionable to play. Um, If he's playing, I love BYU getting the five and a half points here. Uh, I'll roll the dice either way because BYU's got an exceptionally strong running game which will uh, counterbalance SMU's very strong passing game, keep them off the field. Uh, and I think they'll just pound away, pound away behind. They have a very big offensive line, uh, does BYU. Uh, five different running backs with over 200 yards this year to show you how much they like to run the ball. Uh, and if we get the bonus of their starter, uh, starting quarterback playing, then mm-hmm. I think this is uh, this is going to be a just a tremendous value getting five and a half. If not, that's okay. I just think the running game will be too much for SMU and this game will be close throughout. So let's take BYU. I kind of like this matchup too. I think this is a fun, like Saturday night matchup here uh, between two teams and BYU. This is right. They're leaving for they're in the big 12 next year. That where they're they're heading to. uh, I think that is right. Is that next year? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Good for that program. That's a good fit. For BYU. 
Yeah, July uh, 2023. That's when they'll come go. in. So they'll, they'll get there. Uh, for this. Didn't we guys, Brian, Harry, wasn't that the the tennis match weekend where BYU, did they beat Oregon in a bowl game? Oregon was a big favorite and just got hammered. Maybe I'm wrong. Remember there wrong. was. Um, it was Oregon, there, but it wasn't BYU, right? Yeah, I can't remember if it was BYU. It was a blowout. Yeah, I think it was that one of the I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. Yeah. All right. Uh, Harry, what's your uh, bowl pick here? Uh, I'm going to go to the Frisco Bowl, Boise and North Texas. I'm going to take under 58 and a half. Boise only managed 16 points in their Mountain West Championship game at home uh, against Fresno. And on the road, their last 11 games away from the Smurf turf have landed 54 (laughs) points or less. Last 11. And the Mean Green were in the Frisco Bowl last year and managed just 14 points against Miami of Ohio under 58 and a half. All right. Was it hmm. Boise? Was that it? Oregon, Boise, 38-28? Oh, yeah. That may be it. I think yeah. that was it. Yep, 2017? That was 2017. That, was that would make sense. First of all, another disaster. All right. There you go. Uh, and all right. North Texas under 58 and a half. All right. Let's take another break. And then we're going to dive into some NBA stuff. They have awards. Well, they have trophies named after players. After uh, how many hundreds of years now? They figured out uh, this was a good idea. I actually like it, and uh, it's ripe for comedy, so we're going to come up with uh, some awards we think could be fun. Right back. All right, guys. They named uh, the awards here. All these awards we bet on most valuable player, defensive player of the year. I'll go through them. The Michael Jordan Trophy for most valuable player. Anybody have a problem with that? He's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's a good one. Okay. Uh, defensive player of the year, Hakeem Olajuwon trophy. We'll take I that, mean, right. I don't uh, know. You could, you could argue that. I mean, yeah. You want to be the greatest defensive be the, player of all time. You want it to be the Rudy Gobert award? No, no, <laughs> not, not at all. Not uh, at all. I'm trying to think who else, uh, who else? Yeah. I mean, obviously there are a bunch of best, uh, good defensive players. Um, who Bill else? Russell. Yeah. Bill Russell. Um, I mean, Draymond, they're not going to name anything after Draymond uh, after all this time. That's for sure. Um, ben Wallace, Dennis Rodman could be babyface. Who do you think for defensive? Uh, I think Hakeem is a good pick. I, I really like Ben Wallace, but uh, man, that is best yeah. defensive. Gary right. Payton. Gary Payton was probably my favorite defensive player. There you go. There you go. I thought, yeah, maybe uh, who's the most defensive in press conferences? They could go by that, too. It's, it could be really anybody. All right. Uh, Will Chamberlain trophy for rookie of the year. What was what was Wilt's rookie stats? I mean, they must have been just off the charts, but you could do this for a lot of players, right? Like uh, like Shaq had a great rookie year. All right. Sure. Chamberlain averaged 38 and 27 rebounds. Okay. I think maybe he could. That's fair. That's fair as a rookie. Uh, Havlicek for sixth man of the year. Paulie kid, you think this should be John Starks, but you, got, you think, <laughs> you think they got the wrong John here? Um, the George Mikan trophy for most improved. I still don't know what the hell most improved is. Uh, we haven't figured it out for, for betting purposes. Uh, is this true? The clutch player of the year, uh, babyface Jerry West. Yeah, they're adding that, and uh, didn't see odds on it yet, but that is happening. The the clutch, I mean, Jerry. What West, the he, hell is that going to be? Yeah, he would not want this trophy named after him. I, first of all, he doesn't like trophies. If you go by the um, mockumentary, there, he just tosses them. He throws them. He, he it's the first thing he breaks <laughs> in his office. But um, 
I think I think maybe because of that, they're like trying to make nice with them. Like it's been a tough year for Jerry West. Well, oh, this is a bar. Yeah. yeah do, but. do you fear though, like with this? So yeah, it's it's hard to say. Like in Elijah when you don't really necessarily think of him. I mean, for as great as defensive player was, you yeah. don't think of him with that trophy. Same with like Will Chamberlain, rookie of the year, regardless of how well they did. Do you right. fear though that my my thought is like they're still gonna call these right the MVP, like they're just gonna say MVP and six man, right? It's not gonna become like hockey where it's the heart trophy and the Vesna, right? And then you can't remember which one is which. Yeah. Right? Is it going to become right. that like, well, like hockey? Like, all we could go by is the LA bowl. I feel like everybody's calling it the LA bowl and not the Jimmy Kimmel bowl. So I think you're right. <laughs> I think you lose the, uh, you lose the name luster for some of these <laughs> names. Now you're also taking a chance because um, I don't know, you know, 25 athletes a year get canceled. Right. So if you assign a name to them and we find, um, that Michael Jordan did something nefarious. I'm not saying this would ever happen or Will Chamberlain. I mean, <laughs> taking, a, taking a real chance with Will. I'll say that. <laughs> so, there might be one or a hundred women who, um, I, I don't know, maybe remember a night differently or something like that. But anyway, uh, got us thinking about awards. I think, uh, I don't think they should stop actually at five or six. Um, what would it be like the Anthony Davis floor tarp trophy? Hmm. <laughs> Most times sprawled oh. out on the floor. By the way, I'm surprised. I'm sure they have this stat somewhere. Someone should keep a stat for who's like laying out on the floor more than any, right? Anthony Davis would have right. 11 minutes on whoever's second. Who would even hmm. be second, Brian? I don't even know. Ooh, another, it would definitely be, I'm trying to think of another big guy, another big that spends the time on the floor. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would win this every year for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Devin Booker trophy for keeping a Kardashian by his side for an entire season. Not easy. <laughs> Not easy to do. What about the Larry David trophy for the, you know, famously tripped Shaq in an episode of mm-hmm. Curb Your Enthusiasm? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like the fan who had most impact on a game. I guess you don't want to, you know, you could have the glue lady on there. I don't know if you want to encourage that behavior, but that could be fun. Babyface, what else? Did you have one? Well, I, I have one real one, one f- funny. I, I do think you and I have talked about this. You never yeah. know who's playing when you go to the game. Like right. I have Clipper tickets and mm-hmm. uh, their stars never show up. The Robert Parrish Hail to the Chief Award for someone who leads the league in minutes or actually plays. Interesting. Is that the real one or the funny one? Well, <laughs> it's, it's funny that these guys would actually play. Oh, okay. yeah, that right, you know, that's not a bad one. But yeah. it, you got to have some incentive for the, these guys to to show up. But yeah, uh, most minutes. Sure. I like that. I, I, yeah. And then uh, I, I think, you know, a lot of times in the NBA, they say ball is life, but also bald. Bald is life. A lot of there's like an epidemic in the NBA. These guys don't want to go bald. Best oh. ball player. Mm-hmm. You know, look at it. Look, it look like Alex Caruso. But these guys shouldn't be embarrassed. This is a, it's a part of life. And with Kevin Durant, LeBron trying to save their hairlines, best bald player. I like that, but that has to be Jordan too. I mean, it just has to be. Yeah. The best well, bald player? Who else could it be? Come on, baby uh, face. It could be Kareem. Kareem was bald. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Could yeah, be. I guess so. I guess so. It's just tough to say this guy's the best. Charles, most Charles Barkley was yeah. known for being a bald player. Well, True. Maybe that's uh, maybe that and rotates. That, Maybe but yeah, I think shaved head though, right? That's different, right? Like in terms of like you were saying, trying to save their hair. 
Um, so yeah, what do you think they Caruso, have to, they Caruso have to provide a, had that terrible hair. They should provide a doctor's note. Like this, if you have <laughs> alopecia, you're, you're in, but if you're just, um, <laughs> if you're just getting fade. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, let's try to think of more. I mean, we have bets on all of these for sure. Uh, except this clutch player who would be the clutch player. I don't even know. I haven't been uh, following as closely. Who's made like the most last second shots this year. So far, mm. Brian, do we even know? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I would think like, you know, when you think in clutch, Steph will probably be up there in the regular season. Yeah. Right. Not this uh, year, really. Uh, well, Damian, Damian Lillard so, would have won it in a lot of past yeah. years. He's missed some time, but he's definitely had a bunch of uh, big fourth quarters. Yeah, to, what, what do you think they would go by? Um, like, well, most it's wins at the end of the game or like best stats within the last two minutes of a close game? Like, how would they? Well, How first of all, the, the way they spell it out and, and naming Jerry West as the, you know, as the, as the figure behind it, uh, he played in nine finals and remains the only player to win a finals MVP while losing the series. So is this a postseason award? Um, I wonder, it almost has to be. We got to figure this out, babyface, because we're going to want to put it. We don't have enough money on these uh, futures. So let's look this up. Uh, I, I do actually think it's just to uh, appease Jerry West. All right. So if you have any, Hey, cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. If you have any other ideas for awards how about, named uh, after former players, go ahead, Eric. How about this one? Sal? How about the uh, John Stockton award for the most unappreciated player? <laughs> but then he's getting an award. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but still, he's getting an award for being unappreciated. Harry, that... nearly 5,000 more assists career. Five more than Steve Nash. 5,000. If you get an award, babyface, correct me if I'm wrong, if you get an award just by definition, there's someone less appreciated than you. I thought he was going to go with shortest shorts award with John Stockton. I don't know if he's underappreciated. Yeah. Yeah. How about the Dennis Rodman award for the player who can't shoot a lick? <laughs> I don't see. I don't think the NBA wants to uh, wants yeah. to publicize that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was thinking, right. yeah, like Ron Artest Award for like either the, you know, the best fight. I, you know, I where maybe it wouldn't be bet. He wouldn't necessarily be the best fighter for punching a fan or the craziest right. person. Right. Uh, the ben, well, ben Simmons just a WTF award. Like just, yeah. the, I mean, there's always a player. Like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> well, I like that's why I liked your idea last year for least improved player, which obviously. Uh, oh right. After Ben Simmons, or I think you've talked about the Jack Haley Twelfth Man Award. Right. That yeah. was good too. That was yeah. good too. All right. Like I said, cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. If you have ideas for uh, naming trophies after former NBA players, maybe they should do this for other sports too. We'll see it. I like yeah. the Harry fat name is better than this, but this is a different, we're, we're pivoting for a different kind of exercise yeah. here. Uh, way to evolve guys. Way to evolve. There you go. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. Do that. Get your, uh, get your prop quiz in there get your pick them contest in there 100 bucks gold caps up for grabs i remember that january 8th 9th weekend in vegas at the jimmy kimmel comedy club it's going to be fun in the jimmy kimmel bowl sofi stadium la bowl dot sofi stadium.com jimmy is going to be on uh well it's out already uh he is on with the extra points crew me dave damashek and martin weiss we're going to ask him questions about this uh this bowl that he set forward for nice. us all right and that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. For Mikey Meatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, and the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Yeah.
na 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 na